You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message to listen to the latest stories and to leave a comment. Well, right now, ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, and he is known all over the world by people in China and people in uh, Czechoslovakia, people in Brazil. When he goes into their towns, they roll out the red carpet and white flowers are strewn across the street. Here he is, Dr. History. I'm sure glad you didn't exaggerate, Zeb. Oh, Thank maybe, you so much. Maybe, maybe a little. A touch. Yes. So, 4th of July this week. No, it's Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah. Independence Day. So, for, uh, we have a tradition every uh, 4th of July, Independence Day, we go to Rupert, watch the parade, and in the square, they have the best authentic Mexican food you can find. Oh, yeah. Just good old They've got all kinds of food over there. Oh, yeah. It's, and uh, one thing I love about the parade over there is when the American flag comes by, everybody stands, takes their hats off, and puts their hand over their heart. It's just, uh, That's just a, it good, be. a good feeling. Have there. you ever been in the parade. Yes, I've been in parades over the years. I have too, and I've, of course, with my business, uh, have been in a lot of parades, and they've put me in the convertibles and everything. Well, I had the most unique experience, blessed experience, with our veterans riding on their float in the Rupert Parade a couple of years ago, oh, yeah. and it was just absolutely something I'll never forget. Yep. I love it. Yep. I love it. What are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about the most dangerous street in America. <laughs> We're talking about Blue Lakes and Twin Falls. <laughs> uh, no, not quite. Oh. So you'll, you'll get this, Zeb. Uh, the Lincoln County War, you know, is, was exceptionally violent, and a lot of that violence occurred in the small town of Lincoln, New Mexico. Right. And murder was pretty much a fact of life there long before Billy the Kid and the regulators collided with the followers of L.G. Murphy, and we may talk a little bit more about that. How in a did minute. they get the job regulator, the name regulators? You know, I'm not sure. I, I, if we have time, I'll touch on the the Lincoln County okay. War a little bit. All right. But uh, in fact, the entire history of Lincoln, New Mexico, in the late 19th century was full of tragic accidents, a lot of violence, uh, questionable examples of frontier justice. <laughs> I've got an interesting story about that, and acts of revenge. And during the decade of the 1870s alone, more than 50 people were killed along a one-mile stretch of dusty road that curved through Lincoln, a fact that President Rutherby, Ruther, Rutherford, Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> Say that twice. <laughs> President Ruther, Rutherford. Would you just call him President Hayes? President Hayes. In 1878, he declared it the most da- dangerous Street in America. What was the president's name again? Uh, Hayes. <laughs> so the following are just a few examples of the violence that plagued Lincoln in those years. Some of those who died were innocent victims. Some were terrible, notorious criminals. 
But a lot of them were just typical people of the Western frontier. Mm-hmm. They were tough, independent people whose lives just kind of reflected the brutal reality of the conditions where they lived. I mean, it was a tough life back then, and a lot of innocent people just happened to sometimes be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. Now, for example, on September 2nd, 1876, Josiah Doc Skurlock accidentally killed his friend, Mike Harkins, in the carpenter shop behind the Murphy store. Skurlock was showing off his new, quote, self-cocking pistol. When it accidentally discharged, the bullet struck Harkins in his left chest, pierced his heart, which tends, tends to be fatal. He was dead instantly. Uh-huh. Just a, an accident. His, it, killed it, his best he friend. He was just showing a new gun. Yeah, showing him yeah. this new cool gun that he I had. See. And boom, his boom. friend was dead. Yeah. Okay, two years later, February 18th, 1878... Captain George Purington sent a few soldiers from Fort Stanton to Lincoln in hopes of keeping the peace. Then, on February 21st, he sent a dispatch rider to Lincoln with a message for the detachment. The rider, unaware that a sentry was posted at the west end of town, he attempted to gallop past the courthouse. The sentry, a private Gates, failed to recognize his fellow trooper, and actually both of them were members of the same company, the 9th U.S. Cavalry, Gates fired just once. Private Edward Brooks, a 29-year-old native of Kentucky, was dead as he fell from the saddle. Wait a minute. He didn't recognize somebody from his own troop? Yeah, he came galloping through. Into Lincoln, New Mexico. Yeah, and he shot him. Wow. Anyway, so here we go. I'm never driving by your house. (laughs) Okay. Another one. October 21st, 1874. Lion Filipowski. Lion? Lion is his first name. Oh. Filipowski was having a. Few you can't say Rutherford, but you got clearly <laughs> through Filipowski. What's well, the matter with you? I'm being careful. <laughs> so he was having a few drinks in the billiard room at the L. G. Murphy and Company store. Now Filipowski was married to a gal by the name of Teresa Padilla, and they had. You're getting better all not, the time. Oh, I've got a lot Pulaski of. Filipowski and Padilla. Yeah, I've this got a lot is of getting names. really heavy. So they had an eight-year-old daughter named Lolita. <laughs> He was also a deputy sheriff of Lincoln County. Uh-huh. Now, when it came time for the bartender, William Burns, to close up, Filipowski was angry. He wasn't happy. He wasn't ready to go home. I see. Burns insisted that he leave. Uh-huh. Filipowski warned Burns that he would, quote, see him outside. Oh, boy. Sure enough, as Burns left, Filipowski approached and reached for his gun. Burns was ready, and Filipowski collapsed, mortally wounded, onto the muddy street. He died the next morning. I see. Another mur- another death. Yeah. Here we go, another one. Poor Miss Padilla. Miss, yes. <laughs> Left alone. Why, she started dating Rutherford. She might have. <laughs> so, October 10th, 10th, 1875, former Sheriff Alexander H., they called him Ham, for some reason, Mills, he confronted a guy by the name of Gregorio Valenzuela. You're doing great. Thank you. Along the street in Lincoln. Valenzuela and Mills had been neighbors a few years back, so they'd known each other for several years. Turns out Mills owed Valenzuela some money, but was either unable or unwilling to pay. They argued, and Valenzuela called Mills a, quote, darned gringo. You're you're real close on the verbiage there. (laughs) Mills pulled out a gun and shot Valenzuela, who was a husband and a father, killed him dead. He was convicted of 
fifth-degree murder, and I've never heard of that, but he obtained a pardon from the governor. Now, Valenzuela also had a brother that pitched for the Dodgers. That's right. Fernando. Yes. Yeah, he, was, he never got killed. <laughs> Another guy, William Wilson. Oh, now well, you get an easy oh, one. Now, oh, it's not over. <laughs> so William Wilson once bragged that he had done time in Sing Sing Prison. He drifted west to Lincoln, and on August 1st, 1875, he murdered a guy by the name of Robert Casey near what was the Wortley Hotel. In Lincoln. In Lincoln. Wilson claimed that Casey owed him $8 in back wages. $8? $8. So he shot him. Well, he was arrested, tried for murder, and sentenced to death by hanging. Now, this was kind of a momentous occasion. This was the first legal hanging in Lincoln County. And Sheriff Baca was anxious to get it right. He, you know, this is his first time. He wants to make sure that the hanging goes well. Okay. (laughs) On the appointed morning, Uh December 10th, 1875, Wilson was brought to the gallows under a guard. The sentence was read out loud as the hangman prepared Wilson for the, quote, long drop. They called it the long drop. The long drop. Then the trap was sprung. Unfortunately, the fall failed to snap Wilson's neck. Okay, now get a picture of this, Zeb. His body kind of danced at the end of the rope for several minutes, but eventually he stopped struggling. Now, thinking him dead, Sheriff Baca cut the rope. The crowd was invited to come up close and view the remains. Well, it seems a local woman woman realized that Wilson was still breathing. Uh Uh-huh. He wasn't dead. Uh Uh-huh. Now... Not one to leave a job half finished, Sheriff Baca had William Wilson hoisted back up on the scale on the gallows and hanged for a second and mercifully last time. This time it took. I've never heard of anything like that. Well, you know, I told a story a few years back about uh, Blackjack uh, Ketchum. How they kind of goofed that one up because they had the rope too long and it snapped his neck off, snapped his head off when he hit the bottom. He he was pretty much gone. (laughs) Now, another one, okay, George Washington, a former... And and all of this took place on the street in Lincoln. Yeah, this is all in Lincoln County. Lincoln. Yeah. So George Washington, obviously not president, a former employee of a guy named A.A. McSween was trying to shoot a stray dog. Yeah. In June of 1879 at his home near the ruins of the McSween house. Okay. Somehow, a bullet intended for the stray hit Washington's own wife. Her name was Louisa Sanchez and their infant child, killing them both instantly. You're kidding. Now, this is where it gets a little interesting. The circumstances were a little bit, well, very highly questionable. But there was no witnesses. So his word was what they took initially. Well, later when Washington attempted to elope with a teenage girl, suspicions were aroused. Washington was caught, returned to Lincoln, and late one night he was taken from the jail and lynched. So he probably was guilty. I mean, just... Too many ifs about that one. Yeah. Okay, so here we go, another one. You're, you're just loaded with bright I, stories. Well, these are, the, yeah, this is the most dangerous city in the street in, in the country. Wow. So December 1871, uh, 48-year-old Avery M. Clinney stopped by Pete Bishop Saloon in Lincoln. Okay, so it's Bishop Saloon. Clinney 
owned a store in Honda, which was a town not too far away, and he was in town on business. Well, he went into the bar, and he talked with Bishop for a little while, uh, but Bishop had to go to a storeroom to go get something. In the meantime, two younger men, a guy by the name of George Van Sickle and Calvin Dodson, came into the saloon. Now, we really don't know why, but when Bishop returned, he found the two young guys, Van Sickle and Dodson, just beating the heck out of this Clenny guy that Holy was just smokes. in there just having a drink. Yeah. Well, Bishop, the owner of the saloon, retrieved a pistol that he kept behind the bar, and he chased Dodson and, uh, and Van Sickle into the street and near the Montano store, shooting at both men. Van Sickle survived. Dot Dodson did not. Hmm. So, again, another day wow. in the Old West, you know. Now, here's another one. Kind of makes you wonder what this guy that was traveling on business said, did, or maybe nothing to cause Yeah, to that cause kind these guys fight. to want to beat up on him. Yeah. So, maybe they just were honoring. I don't know. Yeah. Now, there's some brothers called the Horrell Brothers, and they were kind of a notorious group of Texas outlaws. One brother by the name of Ben was kind of carousing in Lincoln with some of his friends when he was killed in a uh, confrontation with Constable Juan Martinez on December 1st, 1873. Mm -hmm. Now, his brothers, the surviving brothers, they weren't too happy about their loss, uh, about their brothers, so... And for about three weeks, and then on the evening of December 20th, they rode into Lincoln. They were going to get revenge. Now, they heard some music coming from Chapman's Saloon. They surrounded the building, and I don't know how many there this were. This is the same saloon you were talking about? No, this is a different one. Oh. The other one was Pete Bishop's Saloon. This oh. is one called Chapman's Saloon. I see. So they surrounded the building, and again, I don't know if there are three, four, five of them, brothers. They started firing through the doors and the windows. The music was for a wedding dance, and the building was crowded with men, women, and children. Oh, no. Four Lincoln men died that night, including the father of the bride. Two women and a boy were wounded. Not satisfied with that, the Harrell brothers killed at least eight more people on their way back to Texas. What was the reason? Well, because uh, the sheriff had killed their brother. And they and were they just were, vindictive against yeah. these innocent people? I guess. They just decided to take it out on the people in, in Lincoln. You know what I've learned over all these stories? What's that? Don't go to Lincoln. Don't go to Lincoln. Now, Lincoln is most famous, of course, for its association with Billy the Kid, Pat Garrett, L.G. Murphy, and the other notable men in the Lincoln County War. But the town's legacy of violence extends a lot, well beyond that. Where few. was the law? You know, I think they tried, you know, but... Not hard. Uh, not, well, <laughs> you know, there was a lot going on. But the town's legacy of violence, uh, you know, it, it was they there. Was Barney Fife as the marshal <laughs> or what? Yeah, but, you know, very, virtually every step one takes, if you take a stroll down the sidewalks of Lincoln's main town, it's connected with another fatal accident or incident, and it has definitely earned the presidential distinction of the most dangerous street in America. What's it like today? I, you know, I don't know, but it's said that it is a half mile from one end of Lincoln to the other end, and on just this street, this one-mile stretch, 49 men and one woman were killed in approximately a 10-year period Holy of smokes. the Lincoln County War and afterwards. And at about the halfway point, right about in the middle, in the heart of this 
you'd call it killing field is where most of the shooting occurred, right? Almost halfway uh, into town. Holy man. So another one on the night of July 19th, 1878, is what is known as, quote, the big killing and, quote, the McSween fight. At least five men were killed when the Murphy-Dolan forces surrounded the McSween gang and burned them out. Attempting to escape out the back door of the burning house, five men were killed. Only one survived, had severe wounds, but he was able to crawl off. Why have I heard that name McSween before? Because of the Lincoln County War. Lincoln County War, yeah. Now, virtually next door to the McSween house is the Tunstall store, Uh, and you've heard that name. Yes. And that's where an earlier ambush by the regulators resulted in the death of Sheriff Brady, his deputy, George Hindman. Now, across the street, hoeing onions in his backyard. Just hoeing onions. Yeah. Don't hoe your garden. Across the street, Squire Wilson is hit by a stray bullet and falls forward as it passes through his lower posterior part of his body. You got hit the in the lower- butt. <laughs> well, I was trying to be a little delicate about that. You couldn't say Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> so poor old Squire Wilson was just hoeing onions, and he got shot in the hind end. And that killed him? Oh, no. No, he just, it was just a flesh wound. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really just a flesh wound. <laughs> so anyway, th- you know, this story comes out of uh, True West magazine. There's two guys, a guy by the name of Tim Roberts, who's uh, deputy director for the New Mexico Historic Sites. He uh, put together some of this. And the guy, another guy by the name of Scott Smith uh, uh, also uh, studied this for like 30 years. And he's so another one. what I learned from all these different happenings in Lincoln, New Mexico, is that they were not all bar-related. I mean, one no. was in a hardware store and yeah. whatever. Yeah, or, or at a wedding. So you you know, just, these guys were at a wedding. Two things. You didn't want to go to Lincoln no. to do any business. Yeah. And number two, you didn't want to go to Lincoln if you wanted to be involved in any of the gang warfare. And you didn't want to hoe your onions. <laughs> Leave your garden alone. <laughs> Let not. the weeds grow. Yeah. You know, we've got, I think we've got a couple of minutes, don't we, Zed? they got or two. Not? Two, exactly. Well, okay, we won't go into this. I was going to talk a little bit about the Lincoln County War. Well, let me just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. It was an Old West conflict between the, the rival factions. It actually began in 1878. Uh, it dragged on until 1881. And, of course, it was famous because of the participation of Billy the Kid and, of course, Sheriff William Brady and, actually, cattle rancher John Chisholm, yeah. uh, Alexander McSween, James Dolan, Lawrence Murphy. And it actually, the conflict arose between the two factions over the control of dry goods and the cattle industry in the county. Was the movie with John Wayne Chisholm, was that the kind of the the uh, catalyst out of the real history to name? Um, uh, the, it, they've used a lot of the same concepts. Yes. Uh, in fact, uh, John Wayne Chisholm was in 1970. You're right. And there was another one called The Young Guns in 1988. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there was a novel, The Kid, in 2016. Uh, also, so there's a number of Hollywood uh, depictions of it, yeah, and books that have been yeah. written about that. Yeah. yeah. So. Wow, anyway, that was that was interesting. The most dangerous street in the country. Now, what was the president's name again? R. Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. R.B. Well done. <laughs> Dr. History, you have done it again. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.